if you foster a firefighting environment in your organization, wild things will happen. Even if you go to one working fire a year, seriously, say you don't go to working fire at all. If you foster a firefighting environment, these people will run through a wall for you like the Kool-Aid man. They really will. Firehouse Vigilance presents The Weekly Scrap, a podcast dedicated to the never-ending fight against complacency. Corley Moore, Firehouse Vigilance, Weekly Scrap, number 125. My guest this fine evening is none other than Bobby Eckert. He is a second-generation fireman and a ladder company captain. He works city of Camden, New Jersey Fire Department. He has a degree. He has the certs. He is an author. He writes. He operates Eckert Fire Tactics. He travels around the country speaking and teaching. He is passionate about experience-based, street-smart firefighting. I am lucky to have him on the scrap. So, Captain Bobby Eckert. Welcome to Scrap number 125. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. All right, we're underway. Oh, there's a lot of, we're already chiming in. Uh, anything I missed, anything you would like to add, please let me know. No, it's good. It's, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I got to block this guy. <laughs> already. <laughs> man, I, I haven't had to block many people. He just keeps on coming in here and, and I don't know. All right. Get his email. We'll send him a t-shirt. I like it. Uh, Audience, get your questions ready. Captain Bobby Eckert's here. We're going to talk about it. Uh, if you find value in the scrap, go to firehousevigilance.com. Support the scrap, and we're going to get right into what we love, questions and answers. Number one, coming at you right out the gate as I'm completely dist- – I'm just going to catch you up while, while I uh, – Andrew McGinn said, let's go. Mo Davis said the real deal. There you go. Chief Mo Davis Chief says – the- Chief Mo, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. He says the real deal. That's What more do you need to as an endorsement? Uh, you know, Kai- Tony, uh, you know, Ch- Chief Mo and I, I built a she shed and lit it on fire and him and I were standing there enjoying it together uh, in Long Island. Nice man. <laughs> Kyle Thawne said, what up, Bobby? And that's one, two, three. That's six Y's. What up, yo? I'm blocking this guy. One second. I'm going to. Working on it. Ken Robertson says, what's up, brothers? Just a legend. That's from Ben Herbst. Tyler Anderson gives you some fire. All right. There's too many. I can't even keep up. Flame Natural Decon said, hey, guys, so excited for this one. Absolutely. All right. The She Shed Burn Room from Stephen McLean. So there's some sort of inside uh, joke that I don't know about a She Shed. That's that's West Coast Steve. We can talk about it when we get in that fire train. Okay. Okay. Gosh. All right. One second. I've done this before. I've had this problem. One only one time before have I ever had someone where I needed to delete someone. Yeah, don't worry about it. Let them hang out. Okay. Number one question coming out the gate. Realistic fire training. Talk to me about what we get wrong and how we should do it better. So I think everybody's first fire should be in a controlled environment under class A conditions. Um you know I think fire training, well, entry level, obviously, you know, I think as, as fire instructors at academies, we get it wrong on many levels and it's, you know, sometimes it's not our fault because of the, the curriculum we have to, to teach or whatever, but, sure. you know, I think there, there's such a, you know, reality is people operate in zero visibility, 
you know, IULH environment with temperatures and, you know, the process of combustion. So why not put them in it early on and build them up to it so when they go out there in an uncontrolled environment, they it's not their first time in it, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, it's one of the reasons why we pride ourselves on doing a lot of live fire. And because I think that's, I mean, we're, a fi- we're the fire department. So it says it on our rigs on the side of it. So, you know, when it comes, when it comes to it, I think live fire is the way to go and, you know, not propane class A and, you know, get them out there and get, get them in a warm smoke and get people operating in, you know, realistic conditions. I think it's really important. Oh, now how do you balance that? And, and, well, I got Chad Small already got a question coming at you, and I, and I want to get back to your question, Chad. But how do you balance that with all the NFPA requirements, et cetera, et cetera, fourteens, and et cetera? Well, you got to make sure, you know, obviously that you know, if you're doing Class A fourteen or three, you got to follow it with CCAT lines. There's no not following fourteen or three. So if it's there, you follow it. Whether you like it or dislike it, you have to follow it. Right. And um, there, there's not, you know, if, there, if you have a burn barrel, you got a safety line to it. It is what it is. But don't don't get tripped up over NFPA when it comes to Class A burns. There's definitely a way to do it right and do it right. So you do it. You make sure you're following the rules. There's nothing wrong with following the rules when it comes to training because you don't want to get anybody hurt or killed. Love that. Okay. Coming at you right out the gate, Chad Small wanted to know, question, how can you do realistic training on a budget? Burn barrel on Craigslist, hay, and a flare. You're, you're under 50 bucks. I love it, man. There's your answer. All right. Rob Ridley owes him a dinner. That comes from National Fire Radio. Rob Ridley owes us all dinners. Daniel Martin said, Bobby's absolutely a fireman's fireman. I appreciate it, Daniel. Thank you. Someone said, choose interior attack. Do it. And Andrew said, Andrew McGinn said, when Mo calls him the real deal, it's time to end the stream. <laughs> so there you go. All right. He knows the man. I'm trying to catch up. Kyle Thawne, Bobby, love everything you are doing and get so much out of your social media presence. Hope to take a class sometime soon. I read a post you've made expressing resistance. Oh, let me get, let me open up. Resistance to flowing while moving slash the push, despite there being so much support around the country for it. What's your take? Is there something to dispute here? So I'm a big flow, shut down, and then move. Knock down the fire that you see, shut down, and keep moving. In my experience as a nozzle firefighter, um, you know, I'm usually by myself. Well, when I, when I was a nozzle firefighter, I'm by myself. So I'm moving that line by myself. So I'm knocking on the fire in front of me. I'm shutting it down, and I'm moving forward, you know, towards – the next objective, which is fire. Right on. Uh, a lot of these videos that you see, I don't want to say they're unrealistic, but you know, if you go if you go in my front door right now, there's all kinds of shit in my front door, from shoes to carpets to whatever that your line's going to get caught on. So that line's not going to move as well as it does in a parking lot at a working fire. If that makes sense to you? No, absolutely. There's no asphalt and concrete inside your house. It's covered with either. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> without a doubt, you know, carpet or flooring or whatever. Now, is there? It, it, and I don't want to. I'm not challenging. I'm just saying, is there ever a a point to go out there and work on those skills in that in that? Sure, kind of yeah. The I mean, absolutely. Pull that line. See the see the capabilities of it. Get your stretch down. Okay. But I've never stretched an inch, or an inch three quarter or two and a half in my life where there wasn't something in my way to 
screw it up. <laughs> right on. I've never, I've never been on a stretch with that, that was clean ever. And anybody tells you they have, they're, they're full of shit. There you go. They can't, it doesn't get clearer than that. Uh, Steve Young said, Amen. Gas fuel training fires are not like the real thing. It shows you what a propane fire in a building looks like, not a room in contents. Yeah, propane sucks. There's no doubt about it. Everybody thinks it's cheaper and it's not. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that take. Uh, going to be a good show. He said, love the hat. Thanks, not, man. Yeah. All right. Sure. Loving it. Easy peasy. Revolution dinner. David Woodward said, see you both in the summer. So we're, we're both going to be there in the summer. Let me just keep on banning hey, people that apparently are from the Middle East. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they're trying Bobby, to sell- Bobby, you have brought out, I have banned like four people now. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they're trying to sell us a wool. I'm into it. Uh, what do you think the best approach is to teaching the new generation or the Y generation we are seeing coming into the fire service? This comes from Dalton Schultz. And I'm going to apologize because I'm off my game from how much I'm trying to ban people right now on the scrap. Dalton, Go ahead. If, if I were you, I, I would approach it like they don't know anything. And don't be an asshole or condescending when you're teaching, teaching that to them. Just... You know, hey, um, I was very lucky enough. My father showed me how to use tools and things like that. And uh, we carry a pipe wrench in our, in our hydrant bag and our high-rise bag at work. Well, there's a right, right way and a wrong way to hold a pipe wrench and use it. And when I get these new kids in a job, I, I literally show them like they don't know. And a lot of them don't. And, you know, they take it and learn. So don't be, don't be cocky or condescending. You know, be a little sincere, if that makes sense. And just... Get on their level because you were once there. If that makes sense to you. No, hundred percent, dude. I love that. Um, Steve Young said that will be a quote for the future. No asphalt and concrete in your house. There is not. <laughs> and Tony Nunez, I love it. He said, twelve years later, I'm still waiting on the propane Christmas tree." So, <laughs> if I meet Tony, beers on me, Tony. <laughs> I love Tony, and we'll see him next week. Uh, ask him about parking vehicles in front of hydrants at Firemanship Conference and having his class break out the windows and put the hose through it. Is That's that the rip- first hands-on class Acker Fire Tactics ever did was at Firemanship, uh, Art of Firemanship in, in uh, Harrisburg, PA. And uh, we put a van in front of uh, the hydrant, and we had people – it was an engine company class, and they made the stretch, and they had to get a water supply, and they had to break out the windows of the van. And uh, grab water supply through the window to make the connection. Indeed. I oh, dude, you. that's awesome, man. That is great. That came from John Metz. Uh, yes, absolutely. From the pranks. Uh, uh, thank you, John. All right, I got so I got a lot of questions coming at you, so I'm trying to catch up. Uh, Michael good. Michael D. Abbott said, "What advice would you give to a new firefighters just getting into it?" And it scrolled. Just getting into it, and those that are just finishing fire one, fire one. Okay, no. there we go. Know your air pack. Know your air pack left and right. Know how to troubleshoot it. Know how to troubleshoot somebody else's. Know how to get somebody else air if they need it. Know your rip pack. Anything that has to do with air, know it. Um, you know, down firefighter, whatever. And then know your fire department that you're going to. There are policy and procedures on working fires. I love this, man. I cannot throw anything at you to get you even knocked off your game right now. Um Daniel Martin wants to know, Bobby, this is the most questions I've thrown at somebody in the first 10 minutes of a, of a show. What advice, uh, what's the most prevalent hazard you've noticed with today's building construction? Uh, the fear mongering that goes into it was scaring everybody about it. That's the hazard. I'm not sure. If, yeah. Okay. Right That's the hazard. People, people that think they're experts on building instruction who aren't, 
I get people challenge me all the time and I'm, I'm hardly an expert. I give you my, my uh, opinion based on my experience, but like uh, there are some people that will tell you that there's not a cock loft in a peak roof. I drove past like seven of them today. They only think they're in, in flat roofs. So be aware of your information when it comes to building instruction. Um, all right. I'm catching up, catching up slowly. Dude, dude, you are. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go buy the Taylor tins. Yes. I'll get to that. Uh, National Fire Radio said also the amount of cars parked in front of the training building to simulate real world conditions. Dude, that's, we, that's, well, we always bring cars. We always build our streets. It'll never not stop. That's what we do. Jimmy Moore said, had the privilege of hearing Bobby live in Milwaukee this last fall. Great speaker. Okay. Thank you, for the, thank you for the old-fashioned old out there at the American Legion. That was a good time. Love it. Okay. I'm actually getting caught up and, and getting my wits about me. Number two, missing the mark in entry-level firefighter training. Throwing this one at you. How are we missing the mark? My kids can read an ERG guidebook. My oldest is going to be 13, uh, 11, 10, and 4. And my four-year-old can read ERG guidebook. I've never in my entire career used an ERG guidebook ever. But yet they don't show you how to hook a ceiling physically in entry-level firefighting. And as soon as you knock down a room on fire, every room you knock down on fire, you hook the ceiling. So we don't show it. You might talk about it, but you don't show it, physically show it. And then... um, you know, John Doe is the firefighter assigned to the hook, and he's he's never done it before. He's Generation X or whatever you guys call it, and he's in that position, goes to hook the ceiling. He has a terrible job at it, and now John Doe, he sucks. He didn't do a good job. We don't like him, and it's a ripple effect from entry-level firefighting, and it just it goes. I, I can go on and on and on about every chapter in your book, and I'm telling you right now, from – Ipsta, Jones and Bartlett, Delmar, all they care about is selling books. They don't care about firefighters at all and the information you're reading. You can tell them I said it. There's two E's in my last name, E-C-K-E-R-T. Tell them I said it. They don't care about you. They don't care about the information. They care about selling textbooks, and that's a fact. Hold on a second. I got to get a time stamp. (laughs) Hold on. That's really strong stuff. Uh, Dude, I love it, man. Um how do we close that gap is what I'm – Is It's not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen for like three to five years because there's people in there that don't want to give up their kingdoms to people like uh, you and I mm. who, to, who we operate in subculture. They don't want to admit there's a subculture. They don't want to admit that. They, they, they want to go how they've done business for the last 10 to 15 years, and that's it. So until those guys are gone – you and I are here right now, and we're just trying to get people and make them better. Oof. Nicholas Morgan says, biggest obstacle that you have encountered that slowed down firemen on a fire ground that are self-caused, and how can we combat those obstacles, and would you consider transitioning a waste of time? There's, there's like 14 questions in that question, but which one do you want to tackle? Uh, biggest obstacle is man-made from a fence to a uh street sign to a fire hydrant to a car whatever you know you, you, you gotta be prepared to go around whatever what was the rest of the question i'm sorry biggest obstacle you've encountered that slowed down firemen on a fire ground and th- that are self-caused okay um so i think people are moth the flame drop the hose like it's uh 
pasta primavera night. We've all seen it. And then we all got to, you know, catch up on that. Uh, Apparatus positioning. I think sometimes people position apparatus very shitty. And we all got to catch up from that. Right. So it's, you know, there's a lot of catch up. It's really just the preparation, not the preparation, but the. uh, You got to call the audible a lot. And I'm not a football guy. You always got to be prepared to. You know, a lot of guys get mad that, that other companies do this, that, and the other. I never get mad. I just like, okay, they did this. What can I do to overcome it and get the situation going in my favor? Right? Sure. And we can talk about it afterwards. Not so n- never be negative about it. Approach it posi- in a positive way. And actually, if you're more positive about it, I got that from my father. If you're more positive about it, you'll overcome it faster. Uh. All right, Keegan Gravit. I don't know if this is a is this a setup question or not. Keegan Gravit wants to know from Nicholas Morgan. Ask Bobby Eckert on the scrap tonight if he has seen any advantages to using transitional attack and what his thoughts of the tactic are. Please, I want a good laugh. So I don't know how big of a setup question that is, but I will I will say this. I will say it takes more time to set up on the exterior than it does in the interior. And I just took my promotional exam for battalion chief. And I learned that 74% of firefighters are injured on the exterior of the building than the interior. So I would choose interior attack over exterior all day long. I don't, I don't know if that was the, the laugh they were looking for, but I like the statistics. Sorry, fellas. Come, come see me over a beer and I'll give you your laugh. Okay. Truth on IFSTA, search and hose handling is 50 years out of date. IFSTA sucks. And you can tell them I said it. I have the emails on my phone. I've told them they don't care. Too many guys in the They do not care. If the does not care about you at all, tell them I said it. Uh, all right. Here we go. Number three. And I think we've already kind of touched on it just from the, just from the uh, audience questions. The great misunderstanding of building construction. I was so excited about this one, and we kind of – Took the took the wind out of it, but I want to hear it. So, building instruction, I'm self taught. I, I went and, I, you know, in New Jersey, you go from fireman to captain. It's, it's not like a lieutenant thing. So, go to take my virtual exam, and I realized I don't I don't really know building instruction. I got to teach it to myself, and I realized like, oh holy shit! In the IFSA manual or the Delmar or Jones and Boyle, it's it's the thinnest chapter. Not, not a lot of information, but I got to know like these five books take the test. So I had to self-teach myself. So in self-teaching myself, I realized that like nobody's on the same page about building instruction at all. They're, you ask somebody right now, even a chief officer, their um, knowledge of type one through five might, might be different than another chief officer in their same organization. That's scary right. because fire reacts different in all five types of building instruction from one to five. And a lot of people that conduct studies, they only conduct it in one type of building instruction. What about the rest of them? I mean, you know, there, there, there's voids and, and ways to fight all right. five types of building instruction. So for example, if likes to use um, type three ordinary and put a type two non-combustible building picture in their slide, you couldn't be more different. It's, it's like a giraffe and a fucking fish, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's not even close. Yeah. They're both living, but, it's not even close. So everybody's on a different page. And I took fire one twice. Once when I was 18 as a volunteer fireman. And when I was in a fire cabin for the city of Camden, 
And I guarantee during the building instruction chapter, I was comatose in the back chair sleeping because the information wasn't good. So everybody needs to learn because I'm telling you right now, if you're ignorant to building instruction, it will kill you. Absolutely, man. And 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 I'm catching this theme, so I really want to touch on it because it's kind of something you brought out in my head that I've always wrestled with. It's when people say this this phrase, when they're teaching and they say this phrase, which is, hey, we're going to teach the way the book says, and then we're going to teach you how it's really done. Right. That's why I don't teach. That's why I don't teach my fire academy anymore. I couldn't do it anymore morally. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It, it was. It, it's not fair to the students taking the program. It's not fair. It is. It, it is. It, it's literally undercutting the whole thing of what we're doing in the fire service. Everybody's so afraid of. Oh my God, this guy may be better than me, or whatever, or this gal might be better than me. Hey, what? How about we all be on the same goddamn page and be the best together? And know the same information, man. We'll be a force to be reckoned with, right? Oh, you're kidding. I don't know. Ah, uh, but is that man? Because me, I want to say, hey, you're a part of the. If you ever have uttered the statement, I'm going to teach you how the book says, and then I'm going to teach you how we really do it. You're part of the problem. It depends what book you read. There's some great books out there. There really is. Okay, that's fair. With that's a fair. lot of great information. No, that's great. But they're not. They're not the ones that are certified for fire one who are selling them to the fire academies. I'm telling you right now, every fire academy in America gets sold books and the academy has to buy them and charge enrollment. It's, it's a scam. It's a scam. And I'm not like a conspiracy theorist guy. I'm just letting you know, that's what it is. I just want, uh, <laughs> I, no, 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 no. hundred percent. I'm trying to, um, all right. I'm, I'm going to try and catch up. This dude is a rock star. Howard Reinwald said, okay, how Chief Reinwald loves you. I like you. He says you're he says you're a rock star. I agree. Um what's in your bunker pockets? Oh man. Um I made a post about this. You, you can go look at it on my Instagram, Ecker underscore three three five. My I'll go my pants first. Uh well my boots, pro Warringtons, because the pros wear them. That's why I wear pro Warringtons. Um I'm just kidding. That's that's Mike Recco's quote, not mine. Um <laughs> I got a PSS system on my right side. On my left side, I have an Anderson Rescue Solution multi-loop strap, which I think every firefighter in the world should have one. Okay. The things you can do with this thing is amazing. And I don't get paid to say that. I'm just telling you. I have a roll of webbing there, and I have a knife. Uh, going up to my chest, I have a wedge, a wooden wedge. Oh, I'm sorry. Back in my pocket, I have a first two fabrication metal wedge and another wooden wedge. On my chest, I have a wedge, a wooden wedge. My uh, coat pockets, I have cutters both sides in case I'm trapped on one side or whatever. I have an interchangeable screwdriver. I have knives on both sides. In my uh, gem to harness, in my waist, I have a knife. Uh, I have a couple of trinkets, small stuff. On the inner pocket, I have about like $13, $14 in cash in case I'm hungry. If we have a fire, if my wife's biggest joke is if I don't eat, like I get really angry. Angry. So I, I, I get, I get, there's corner stores everywhere. I can go get something to eat and I'll be happy. I like it. That's a very thorough answer. I love it. Um, pulling up notes. Seeing what we got. And I love this because I always, every time I bring someone on the scrap, I always send them an email. And you got it. And it's like, hey, what topics would you like to discuss? You know what I'm saying? And and I generally get 
a wide variety of things back at me, but this is one of the best things I've ever had sent back at me. It was one word and you sent back tradition. So I want to throw it at you and I want to hear what you mean when you say a topic I want to discuss is tradition. You know, tradition, uh, I'm a buff. I mean, if you can, I can show you fire helmets to my right. I'm a huge buff, but that's, that's not tradition to me. That's, that's like a private tradition thing tradition is what the job it's a job what we do you know we sacrifice for the public in many ways and um you know with everything going on today in the fire service you know if somebody is reported trapped an offensive attack is mandatory that's tradition that's what we do so we do so you know tradition means a lot to me and i think it means a lot to a lot of other people and i think carrying on the life safety aspect of our job is very important and we can't get away from it. That's not the direction I thought you were going to go with it, man. I love that answer. I really do, man. The social media. A lot of people have talked about social media because it's not new. This is not a new thing. Uh, good and bad. What do you think? 50, 50. Um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of fire department Instagram pages that I really enjoy. Uh, there's a lot that I don't, <laughs> Sure. you know, um, you know, if, if you're a fire instructor, that world is very catty and hateful, but a lot of people put information out there to say, you got to do this and you got to do that where it's situational. Firefighting is very situational to, you know, you don't know what you have to turn the corner, but the person who's telling you how to do things might have a, a fully staffed fire department where you only have three people. Right. So know your operational reality. I always tell people, know your operational reality no matter what you do, no matter what you do, right? So whatever it is, know it. Whether it's a gas leak, technical rescue, cutting a car, working fire, know your operational reality. But when you turn the corner, you got to make a decision on, on what you see. So, you know, a lot, a lot of people say, you know, Lay in, don't lay in, run, walk, whatever it is, you know, whatever works for you, make it work for you and make it work for you and your advantage. Take, I would take social media at a, and I run a social media page, take it at face value and regurgitate it to make it work for you. Absolutely. You know, it's like, so for example, like today, you know, I posted a flat roof. There are people that don't even know what a fucking flat roof looks like. But that's, you know, that, that, that that's what I had access to to take a, take the photo. So, you know, just, just be aware of your information because there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there who are doing the wrong thing for wrong reasons. Mm. Uh, Elizabeth Woodward asks: As you've gained experience and expertise as a firefighter, what lessons have you learned that you feel are most critical to share and pass on to other firefighters? Your what? mistakes. Your mistakes. You're a human being. There is not a perfect firefighter anywhere in the world. Anybody tells you I'm the best, they suck. Or they're full of shit. <laughs> I make mistakes in every fire. The last fire, you're only as good as your last work of fire. The last fire was that I made like four mistakes. Three of them I was like pissed off on the way home, but I'm like, God damn it. I wish I did something different. So you're, you're a human being. I, I think everybody needs to realize like you're a human being first, then you're a firefighter. In between that, you might be like a husband, a father, or a sister, a mother, whatever. Like, then you're a firefighter. Like, you go to the firehouse and you come home, then you have, like, kids and shit and basketball and 
you got to make pasta, whatever you got to do. I'm just saying, like, understand that your mistakes you need to be very real about and self-reflect on them. But, like, whenever I make a mistake, pull my guys in. Hey, man, I, I, I fucked this up. I, I, I thought we should have done it better. And they'll tell me right away if, if they thought I, sh- I should have done it better. Don't be afraid. Have humility. Yeah, that's going to say humility is huge, man. And, and, and oh, yeah, absolutely. Because if you don't, how can you learn? How can you grow? You can't. Love it. And Daniel O'Connell said, I love that comment. So I agree with you. Stacy Shank said, tradition is great. Can get you killed if not willing to learn. Tradition. Oh, where'd it go? I agree, Stacey. You got, you got to learn. You got to learn. You know, it's, uh, I think NIOSH reports are very interesting. There's some sub- subjective information there, but you can learn a lot from, you know, just reading. If the fire wasn't local to you, just understanding what's going on. And especially now you can YouTube or whatever and just, you know, get the gist of what's going on. So, right. you know, keep hip to that stuff. Absolutely. No, and, and, and the crazy part is, is just like the NIOSH reports, you can get the summary and just spend a few minutes reading over it. And that wasn't available 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? You just no, it, it definitely wasn't. But you know, it's the sad thing about NIOSH is it's always the same shit: communication, right. policy. You're like accountability. Shit. All right, I'm like, let me get let me get to the let me get to the meat. You know, and sadly, it's over somebody's life. And Westbrook said, "What?" And I like this one, so I'm going to throw it at you. What two to three questions would you ask every retired or salty old head? So we aren't repeating the stakes of the others. I would ask them, number one, what is their favorite firehouse meal to boost morale? Obviously, like, hey, like what can I cook to right. boost morale? Yeah. And then, uh, number two, I would ask them, if they are married, how did they survive their career and be married? Number two, I would ask them, what is their best advice, non-firematic, not not like tactics-wise, to survive the fire ground, whether it's pack this, pack that, whatever. Uh, you know, wear an extra shirt when it's warm or when it's cold out or whatever. It would be non-tactical if that makes sense to you. No, 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 absolutely. Like the inside scoop sort of speak. Sure. Dude, it, I love it. I want- I'm telling you right now, firefighting is – Firefighting, I'm a company also professionally. It's not my favorite thing in the world to do. But I'm telling you, it's easy when it's on fire. It's not easy when it's not on fire. <laughs> and I love the fact that you said, what's your favorite meal? And then sure. you, you qualified it to to boost morale. Sure, let's eat. Let's no, man. I love it, man. I love it. Okay. There's a lot of questions. I mean, there's people I, I'm just trying to siphon, siphon through. Firefighters wearing GoPros, because I wanted to hear your take on this, because this is something that's very near and dear to my heart. There's absolutely nothing that would keep you more honest than a GoPro. Nothing. you got to be willing to share it if you have it. I think we're in 2022. I think every fire officer, first two, should have a GoPro. And and every nozzleman, every vendor searcher to have it. It's a resource to learn from. You don't have to share it if you don't want to, but it's a resource to learn from use technology to our advantage and i love it i absolutely i think every fire department in the world should be staffed with them and have everyone everybody should have one on them mm. i'd rather have a gopro than a flashlight Ooh, ooh, i like the statement is there a downside to it that you see at all because that, that's the main thing i hear about i the- think I, I think just people sharing shit that shouldn't be shared 
Okay, so like you know, if we have a sensitive situation, leave it out there. You know, it goes to social media fast. So if if you if you are a pro GoPro, have a if you're a chief of a department, have a policy. Don't let your guys have their own personal. Buy them, then they're yours, and you control them. No, and that's and that's mainly what I hear the pushback on is a, is a chief who's like, I don't want sensitive information or anything getting out there on social media, so nobody I gets do- one. I'll use Harrisburg as an example. One of my best friends, Chief 5, Jason Lloyd, he's out there. And uh, you can watch him set his GoPro up on like a stand when he's got a fire. He's so mad that he's a chief and not inside the burning building. And I learn a lot from their fires. And one of my best friends, Kyle Burton Bones, he's you know truck two driver out there. And I just watch him operate. And I, I love it because like, it, it's like living their life and being with them. But you learn. You can learn how to navigate a fire ground position apparatus you flow move whatever whatever it is it's in it's an invaluable training tool and we're in 2022 get over it if you're not comfortable with it you should get out of the fire service in my opinion Ooh, i love it <laughs> i might i might use that as the sound bite um nobody hates firefighters more than firefighters jason urban who works for Acker Fire Tactics, the wizard. He's our senior man, one of them. That is his line. I, I don't coin the phrase he did, and he's right. Nobody hate, We hate each other so much, it's wild. You know, I hate. I don't want to go the mental health route, but I'm going to go that route because, you know, we're our own worst enemy. We bring each other down. Why don't we, why don't we lift each other up? Like, come on, man. We're all in this shit together. Like, let's lift each other up. Like, if somebody wants to be a firefighter in your fire department, whether you're a career volunteer, who cares what they look like? Who cares how they pee? Who cares who they lay with in bed? They want to learn it. Learn it. Because I'll tell you what, I've seen people that probably you'd never thought be firefighters put out a lot of fire and do good things. So let's be positive. Like, the po- the negativity is the generation between us. Let them have it. Let them fight it out. Yeah, you want to still be here and not give up your kingdom? Have at it. Guess what? This generation, we're together. We're unified. We like each other. Bring it on. That's how I feel about it. Okay. So if you do you feel it is a generational thing? or is I it- do. I absolutely do. I do. I really do because I'll do my open enrollment training weekends, uh, taking the streets. We'll do 90 firefighters, male, female, every walk, race, whatever. Right. And there's not one issue on Saturday on, on Friday night. I'm sorry. Saturday night, we go to the bar for dinner. We tell everybody, we tell all the students where we're going to be. They come, everybody's talking, whatever. I'm telling you, it's a generational thing. And it it really is. And everybody is getting along because they're like-minded there. It's wild to me. Is it, is it Male, a, female, whatever. Just an alignment of values because it's sure. all based on that. Absolutely. Okay. The, the, we foster an environment for them to be firefighters. If you foster a firefighting environment in your organization, wild things will happen. Even <laughs> be if you careful. go to one, be careful, man. You're preaching a lot of truth here. Even if you go to one working fire a year, seriously, I know. Say you don't go to working fire at all. If you foster a firefighting environment, these people will run through a wall for you, like the Kool Aid Man. They really will. Dude, I don't think you understand how much truth you just spoke. I think you do. I should. I shouldn't say that. No, I think I, you. Understand. I'm gonna tell you right now. The the best shop I know. The best shop. I'm gonna drive there tomorrow, and hang out with my friends. 
it's it's call eleven thirty two. If you know it, you know it. Their chief, no matter what, puts firefighting at a priority. That's it. Because he's the fire department. Dude. People want to go there, man. It, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, you force an environment, it happens. Uh coming out. I'm, I'm trying to catch you up. Oh, dude, man. Uh I love what you are preaching. Uh, Chad Small said, question, regarding firefighter hate, how do you counter the unjustified hate? Shut it off. You're better. Be the better person. It's hard. It's hard. Just shut it off. Shut it off. Unless they come at your old lady, then take it outside. <laughs> Seriously, take it outside. I agree. I can't argue. They want to slide in your old lady's direct messages. Take it outside. Do and do it away from the firehouse. Uh, the crew and culture said Zuck is about to shut this down for too much truth. <laughs> uh, no one mentions the Zuck on the scrap. Okay, uh, how hard do you push the environment, knowing others will push back? That's, that's a tough question because I push pretty hard. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I if be prep, if you're going to get pushback, be prepared to counter it with experience. Mm. And that makes it tough if you don't if like like you said. I'm I'm not picking that. If you're the department that makes one fire a year, you know what I'm saying. How do you push back when you don't have the experience? And I know a lot of people frustrated with that. So, you know what. Figure out a way to get your people experience through training, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right on. You know, you. My father always told. I I grew up a weird life. My dad, you know, I was forced indoors. I was a young kid. I, I I had a weird upbringing, but you know, I learned from my father's experience. You can teach experience. It, it's a fact. Anybody tells you different, they're full of shit. So. Get people to bring you their experience, and I don't know. You know, we'll see what happens. Right on, man. Uh, BJ Breach said, Bobby hit it on the head. The key is like-minded firefighters. Gravitate toward those people, and your life will get better. I yeah. agree, man, and, and and that brings positivity. It, it, it's it's a positive. It, it's, like, it's like so many other things. Like, whatever you do in your life, you know, gravitate towards people that enjoy that. Uh, less bullshit. Less bullshit. Dude, <laughs> you're getting a lot. Uh, I'm going to ask this because what is something I, – I, I love this question. I don't know if you'll like it or not, but something you have learned since you came on the job that like a teenage Bobby Eckert would laugh about and say, that will never be me. I would say to always expect to be surprised. Can you elaborate? I'm just, I'm just like, so when you have something figured out, it's going to show you that it's not figured out. Okay. Humility, humility shows you every day in my job, humility comes at me every day. So you, you, every day when you were a teenager, you, you were, you knew everything. My my father was the fire chief. (laughs) Okay. okay, Of course. Jesus Christ. I mean, I I was the (laughs) asshole. Okay. I was the, I was the, asshole kid my dad's a fire chief that was me right that was me so you know it took me (laughs) i I, some people i don't know how they stuck with me god bless them but 
you know, it took me going in the city to slap me right in the face. Well, Glad I did. Glad uh, I did. William Van Burn asks, can you use the experience of others in the fire service that has been documented to help fight the battle? Sure. I mean, it depends what it is, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christopher Ledoux, negativity is contagious, but so is, so positive. is positivity. Chris, so is positivity. That's it. So is, I'm telling you, man, it, it is, you walk in, the cool thing about the firehouse is this, no matter what is going on in my life, I walk in that back door and it shuts. There's my life. There's the firehouse. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be there. I'm happy. I don't have to answer my wife's text message. I'm at the firehouse. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna dig into that a little bit. I'm like, how much? Uh... No, I won't even dig into it. I, maybe that's a whole separate scrap. Leadership, man, it's a topic I'm passionate about, a hundred percent. What motivates people? I want to know what is Bobby Eckert's leadership philosophy. You had a dad as a fire chief. You've got everything you've learned in the meantime. You've got you, Camden. You're a captain. You're testing for battalion chief. What is your leadership philosophy? Share it to me in the next couple of minutes. Your men make or break you. Your men and women. Your your people make or break you. So if you don't take care of them, they're not going to take care of you. Round pegs, round holes. So if somebody has a strength, put them there. If somebody has a weakness, don't put them there. It's that easy. It really is. Just put put people where they need to be. Deploy your resources properly. But you know, you're only as literally you learn this in. Uh, T-ball, you're only as strong as your weakest link. It's, it's a fact. It really is. So let me dig in on that. And I want to say, you say your people make or break you, and and if they have a weakness, don't put them there. What is your methods for figuring out what people's strengths and weaknesses are? So I got guys that can't drive to save their life. They drive a fire truck like it's a Honda Civic hatchback. No, <laughs> you're, you're, you're not. You're not my driver. You're not my driver. Like, no, I'm not okay. dealing with a motor vehicle accident on duty. It's not happening. You know, it's a lot of paperwork. No, it's it, it's you know it's it's where it's where you, where you think people thrive the most. So, for example, if a guy is a great um, driver, put him as a driver. Right. If he's not, take him out of it. If he's a good, if he knows mechanical ability and souls, put him at the soul position. Wherever people thrive, put him there. Yeah, you can make him uncomfortable and, sh- and switch him up, but and make this guy show other people his trade. But you know, my dad told me when I got promoted, like it's not for me; it's for them. And it's right. Like you're literally the, the middle guy for them, so let them. You work for them; they don't work for you. That's how I feel about it. Dude, so wherever they thrive, I'm going to put them at. What do you do with the? Now I'm digging into your answer. I hope you don't mind. But what do you do yeah. when when it's uh, it's about being fair and it's my turn. You know what I'm saying? Like on the driver analogy, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to get better. So I want some reps driving. We're on train. Let's do it. Let's get on the street. I love the street. I don't like being a firehouse. I hate it. I work at fire headquarters. It's like TPS reports on office space. I don't want to be there. Let's go. Let's get out. Let's go to the firehouse and train. There you go. There's an answer. Um, like, but if, if you can't do it as good as him, you're, you're not there. That's, you know, um, I want to read you some stuff. I'm going to try and catch you up here. 
All right, there we are. I'm, I'm getting there. Killing it, man. You're a fireman's fireman. I agree with that already from the short time I've known him. Uh, and I like this question. With your dad being the fire chief, this comes from Andrew McGinn. He said, how did you get out from under your dad's shadow? I went to a different fire department. I went to a different fire department. And, and listen, there's people. My dad's going to be 84 in May. And just snowed the other day, and motherfuckers are retired from my dad's job and showed up to shovel his walk. And I was away, and I'm like, and I came back, and like, there's the retired guys who just retired, like they're in their fifties, shovel my dad's walk, and I'm like, yeah. So I needed to get away from that. It has nothing to do with me. That's a pretty. That's a pretty healthy uh, example. Uh, so there's your answer, Andrew. Uh, Aces, yes. Uh, I can't what, listen, I, Andrew. Just listen to this. Um, I'll burn, you know, I'll burn back my face off for my last name, but I'll also do it for the, the name, uh, the fire department name. Also, it's got to be twofold. My dad always told me that. You know, it's not an end all be all thing. You know, it, it's you got to have your own thing. Stacy Shank said, "Not sure how old you are, but damn, that's all caps. That's what I try to emphasize." You seem to have the old school mentality that I love. I've been 34 years in, and you remind me of my mentors. Suck at the fuck. Know your job. You are. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. I'm having a tough time with going 40, but thank you. No, no, dude. I I agreed Um, 100%. I I understand why people identify with this. Um, Trying to read, trying to read. Uh, Looking forward to tits in March, Westchester next month. Eckert Fire Tactics needs a new shirt now. Keep putting out the awesome content, Bobby. There you go. Just catching you up. They, they're 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 demanding a new shirt. Just so you know, we we have one dropping. Uh, it's out. I just got to put them on the website. Perfect. There you go. So uh, already there it is. Scrap exclusive. Uh, Christopher Armiger said, "I teach the kids on my kids' ten-year-old football team. You want to start on Saturday? Be the hardest worker Tuesday through Thursday. I like True. that. True story." I don't understand. Uh, All right, we'll leave that alone. All right, brother. I love to ask this question, which is book or books that you think firefighters should be reading? So I have two. I'm prepared. I have two. I like it. Uh, I'll go go one that we all know. Chief Don Collapse of Burning Bill in second edition. I think it is an amazing read. Uh, Chief Don got his college degree later on in life, and if you email him, he'll email you back. It'll teach you building instruction, but not only that, it'll teach you collapse and travel, voids, whatever. It's it's a great read, and it'll help you through building instruction. Check it out. It's through Penwell, Fire Engineering. Check it out. Can't knock it. Love yeah. it. The second book is, um, so, I got my college degree accidentally. <laughs> I'll tell you the story of our beer, but. I want to hear the story. Uh, I mean, I want to hear the, the story. The, now, the dean of the, the, the public safety administration um, at Newman University, which is you know one of the three Catholic universities in the country, uh, her, her father did 40-plus years in the Philadelphia Fire Department. Okay. And he wrote a book, which is Leadership Values. This is the best book I've ever read about integrity and leadership in my entire life. Now, where can you get it? I mean, I've never... I've never... Amazon. Okay. Amazon. 
I've not I'm, heard it. That's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not often yeah, surprised. You, you're, you're not going to hear about it. You're not. It, it's you know underground, whatever. Right. I'll tell you something right now. And not only that, her father, when he was lieutenant, firefighter, lieutenant, and captain, all busy companies. Like he's he's a fireman. This, this book changed my life in a lot of ways. And if anybody likes my business of what I do at Echo Fire Tactics, this book has a lot to do with it. Fair it enough. really does. Love it. Now. You got a couple of books you wrote. I want to see those. Uh, yeah. So I wrote. So I put all my. I put my Instagram posts. Uh, two Zipper Tactics Volume One, Volume Two. Uh, actually, they're perfect for a bathroom read. All you wear is a, read your phone in the bathroom. Read this book. Right next to it. it's it's fireproof. It's got a picture. It's got a write up. I love uh, it. Yeah, go to my website ecofiretax.com, and we got them up there for sale. Uh, I'll never consider myself an author at all. <laughs> actually funny to think that but yeah because i'm dyslexic all you gotta do is write something and publish it dude you're an author i don't I, it's, it's no wild. matter what you say you're an author so don't ever self-publish a book it's not it's not good <laughs> yeah believe me i understand what you're saying um uh michael d abbott i'm gonna throw this, i'm gonna throw it at you which is what is your opinion and stance on battery powered tools over hydraulic tools firemen suck at three things okay all right Number one, we suck at relationships. We're not good at them, like whether it's home, personal, public, whatever. Number two, we suck at screen doors. Screen doors fuck up a firefight more than anything. I've seen screen doors slam on hose lines, whatever. Number three, we suck at batteries. We're not good at batteries. Like We, we cannot maintain a battery to save our life. And I'm not taking a shot at the battery-operated tools. I think they're fantastic, but we cannot maintain a battery to save our life at all <laughs> anything we do uh, 100% there's the answer and I really can't argue with it man um, alright we have a thing we do on the weekly scrap and it is called the five questions for firefighters we did it for a long time and now we have what is known as the next five questions for firefighters so my question for you is are you ready for the next five questions for firefighters I'm ready, so. All right. First question, out the gate. What is the single characteristic that makes the difference between a run-of-the-mill firefighter and the top-tier, go-to, badass firefighter? Integrity. I'm writing it down, but I need you to elaborate. You got, you got, you got, you got to admit that you're wrong and admit that you're willing to learn. I can't argue. Number two, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice as a rookie, what would it be? Shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> Nobody cares who your, who your dad is. <laughs> That's Nobody fair. Cares. Nobody cares. What is your favorite training drill? Anything that I can't say. So we, we operate in zero visibility. Anything that I can't see, I'm down. Okay. We're that shit. So when I get a rookie, I get them, probie. Put a, give them a week or two. They, they've, they've, you know, mopped the bathroom. Gloves on, hood on, face piece on, roll toilet paper, send them, spin them three times, send them bathroom, see what they do. It's usually very loud. They can't do it. It's, you know. Right. 
So get comfortable operating where you where you can't sit. I love that, man. No viz. What mistake have you learned the most from in your fire service? Trusting the wrong people. All right. I was waiting to see if there was anything coming. (laughs) I don't want to cut it off. I don't want to cut it off. I just. Not not everybody has the same values, integrity, and intentions as you. So, you know, learn who the people are. Feel them out. Don't give them a lot of information. And just keep it to yourself if you don't feel they are that that person. But uh, you should want to be around people that want to see you succeed. And you should also want to see people succeed. Love that, man. I love that answer. Um, final question is my favorite favorite questions of all time. Heavy fire, searchable space. Would you rather be assigned to the nozzle first in on VES? What? Well, <laughs> six years. So, um, so I'm not the officer, right? Dude, this, the officer, your answer. This is your answer. I gave you the parameters. Being the officer in the situation, Nosman all day. Nosman, give me that fire. Put that shit out. I love it. There it is. The five. The next five questions for firefighters, according to Bobby Eckert. That's the answer. I'm, I'm down with that. I'm down with that fire. Yeah. No, oh, I love it. I love it. I can't argue with anything you're saying. Because uh, up upstairs, he he can't push unless you push. <laughs> It's officially 125 scraps. You are number 125 scraps in the books. I um, appreciate it. If someone wants to get a hold of you, book a class, like learn more, reach out to you. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Ackerfiretactics.com is the best way. Hit our website. We up, my wife updates it weekly. And, uh, you know, see me, learn us. You know, we're the only uh, live fire training company in, in the country and short for it. So, you know, we'll do whatever you need to do to make you a better firefighter. Awesome. Uh, I love it. Uh, Firehousevigilance.com. If you get a chance, go support the scrap. Shirts, merch, all the hats are back in stock, except for a few colors I cannot get because they say COVID. And so anyway, next up, um, next week I'm going, I'm heading down to Florida, Pensacola, Kurt Isaacson, CF Tactics. This guy's going to, going to Florida. Next, we're going to be in New Jersey. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to Nebraska shortly. So no, I'm, I'm just like, saying that next, we're going to be in New Jersey. We're going to be in Florida. <laughs> I'm hoping to get out. Like, I'm hoping the snow allows me to get out. Uh, there's blizzards everywhere. I ordered a brand new laptop. I'm like really excited about it because I'm a nerd and I love laptops. And they, they UPS sent me an update said uh, New Jersey had a blizzard, so you may get it. Who knows when? And so that's where I'm at. Um, sorry. Uh, Long story short, I'm going to be in Nebraska for the Les Lukert. If you see me there, get a picture because I love pictures and I want to post them. Uh, the big thing I wanted to say tonight, this is on my housekeeping side of things. Pull up my phone here. I don't know if this will show up. I, I said I was going to practice and try and get it up there. There it is. That's the how high tech the uh, scrap is. With the There's the Taylor's 10s. It's the Taylor's 10s, 10 of the month. Everyone that you guys buy, the money goes to Next Rung, which is something you guys, if you know me, you know I believe. And listen, Blake's a good friend of mine. Please support it, that organization. Yeah, Dude, absolutely, man. So my hair's, my hair's obviously better than his, so yeah. <laughs> we'll have a hair off at some point. <laughs> I like it. There it is. Um, that's everything I've got. Coming up, 
like I said, next week, I, I'm so discombobulated. Next week, I'm in Florida. We don't know if we're going to do a live scrap from Florida or not. I don't know because I'm not tech savvy. Anybody who's ever been, ask Bobby. He knows when I he calls me. I'm like, savvy, bro. I, I I'm like there is no tech savviness to this. It, it either works or it doesn't. But if we can make it happen, there will be a scrap next week in Florida. If not, coming up on the 15th, OJ Coloje is coming in. Magic City Truck Academy. So February is off to a great start with Bobby Eckert and then OJ Coloje. It's going to be an amazing time. Um, I can't think of anything else I got to go. So all I can check, say. Check that scrap out, man. They're good dudes. They really are. No, I love, I mean, we'll, yeah, dude, Bobby Eckert, uh, Eckert Fire Tactics, everybody out there. Thank you for a great evening. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. And mutts don't scrap. I hope the tone stays silent. Unless it's burning, everybody stay safe out there. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Scrap. Please subscribe and please share. We'll see you at the next episode.